Hello, and welcome to the Lazy Sunday Show. I'm your host, Thomas, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Well, the first few episodes of my travel stories, I've been talking a lot about countries that have a high tourism rate, like the Nordic countries, Germany. And today I want to talk about one that, although it doesn't have as high of a tourism rate, As others, I have so many different stories from it, and this country today is the Ukraine. So I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So making my decision to go to the Ukraine is, honestly, I was just drawn to it because of its mystery. For me, going from these countries, again, like Sweden, Denmark, Finland, uh, Austria, these countries that, again, high tourist places, I didn't hear so much about the Ukraine. So I did a little bit of research and the history really drew me in. So I used the app called Couchsurfing and I thought if I could stay with somebody there that kind of knows the city of Kiev, then it'd be a little bit easier to kind of go to the places where I wanted to see. And from there, I met my friend Ina. Now, we talked for a little while, got to know each other, and of course, organizing this huge trip. Uh, Again, this was back in 2016 when I did Europe in 70 days pretty well. And I thought, okay, I can stay with you maybe four or five days. And although they work, uh, even just to be able to meet up in the morning and say, hey, okay, which places could I go to? What places are interesting? So it was great to have her there to guide me. And of course, she would tag along, but again, she's very busy with her work. It made it kind of a solo adventure at that point. So I flew into Kiev, uh, connecting through Warsaw. As I was getting closer to landing, I was a little bit nervous. I don't know why, but I just had this feeling. And I guess it really got magnified a hundred times when I went through the border patrol. This was the first time I really had to go through it because being in the Schengen region, you don't have to go through border patrol and get your passport stamped every time. Uh, So once you leave and go to a country that's not part of the Schengen region, that's when you have to get your passport stamped. So I waited in line and all the other different times I was there. They looked at me. They looked at my passport. Boom. Stamped. There you go. Have a nice day. But not in Kiev. The I walked up to the lady. She put her hand out. I slipped the passport to her. And she's flipping through the pages, taking her time, looking at me. She pauses. And then she looks at this other guy. And he comes over. And they're both looking through At this point, I'm thinking, okay, uh, what's going on here? I was getting nervous and like, I have nothing to hide, but I got so nervous. I was so anxious. And then they finally stamped it, passed it to me and I'm like, okay, see you later. Once I got out of there, I had the address of where I was going to stay, but I had no clue how to get there. So I went to this desk, they can call a taxi, and then from there, you obviously go to your destination. 
So I gave them the address and they kind of looked at it. Are you sure this is the right address? And I'm thinking, oh God, I hope it's the right address. So they typed it in on Google and, oh, okay. They called somebody and they picked me up. And as I get into the back seat of the taxi, I realize there is no seatbelt. Apparently, it's not a common thing to have seatbelts in taxis there. And this really threw me off. I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. This is, this is interesting. Different than back home. And also the highways there, 130 kilometers. Whereas here in Nova Scotia, the max is 110. So at this point, I'm thinking, oh boy, what did I get myself into? <laughs> so once I finally arrived in the area where Ina lives, I get dropped off at these apartment buildings. Okay, well, I'm here. Um, where's it at? And he, the taxi driver points at the building. Okay, fair enough. I'm walking around and there's so many entrances here. Okay, um, so I figured maybe she's waiting there for me. So I'm walking around this building and there's just, you know, kids playing outside. So I'm just like, okay. And walking around, walking around, and I can't see the number, right? Her apartment number. So at this point, I'm getting a little bit concerned. I'm thinking, okay, I'll just call her on my phone. Well, back then, I had a really crappy phone, and I didn't realize that I needed a traveling plan, like a roaming plan, so I couldn't call. At this point, I'm getting really nervous, and I end up seeing a different taxi driver pull up to like a little, uh, little convenience store. So I walk over, and I ask, do you speak English? And said, yes, I do. So thank God. So I'm trying to find my friend's apartment, but I don't know where it's at. Anyways, he takes out his phone and calls her. And then he says, just stay right here. And I'm like, I can do that. <laughs> so anyway, she came down and I wouldn't have been able to get in anyways, because you have to have this magnetic key that you have to tap on this little sensor, which unlocks the door. So even if I tried the doors, it wouldn't have been able to get in. She did offer me to have one of the spare keys, but I said, no, I'll be with her for most of the time. I'll be okay. Well, that was a big mistake. The next day, when we decided to go explore a little bit of the city, she had to leave because she had some work to do. So I just kind of roamed around the city. I went to the really big shopping mall downtown, which, by the way, blew my mind. They had an NHL-sized skating rink inside of the mall. But also, too, they had so many different places like arcades. Each different floor had a different theme. So there was like a movie star theme. And the next one would be like a jungle theme. It was really different compared to any other mall that I've been to. But as I was coming back home from that or back to where I was staying... I realized I don't have the key. I can't call my friend. So, okay, how am I going to do this? I could stand around and wait for the door to open and try to sneak in. But how long would that take? So I'm kind of walking around building and this guy comes over to me and he doesn't have a shirt on. So I'm thinking, okay, this is already off to a great start. 
the guy starts speaking Ukrainian to me. I'm like, okay, I don't know what you're saying. So I asked, do you speak English? And he looked at me. I'm like, okay, so he doesn't know how to speak English. And he keeps talking to me. And I, I point at myself, at my chest. I'm like, I'm going to see my friend. And he said, friend? Yes, yes, I'm trying to wait for my friend. And he's pointing at his pants. And he pulls out like a wallet. I'm like, my wallet? And he starts talking to me and he starts getting louder and louder. And at this point, I'm thinking, oh, my God, is this guy going to like mug me or something like that? So I guess Ina heard this guy from her apartment, came downstairs and quickly let me in. And I thought, oh, my goodness. Again, this is the, the first time I've actually traveled to different countries. So I'm still learning and I'm very naive at this point. So here I am being all nice and friendly to people. And sometimes people will take advantage of that. So I've learned over the years that if somebody comes up to you and they start giving you a hard time, that's a situation where you want to avoid. So I almost had another run in with the same guy. Apparently he comes around often and he collects bottles and things like this. So luckily the next couple of times there's been people going into the apartment. So I would quickly run in behind them. That was one of the stories that really stood out to me. And again, it worked out in the end, but for someone like a fresh face to traveling, to experience something like that, it could have been a lot worse. Now to talk a little bit more about Kiev itself, it's such a beautiful city. I've said this before about different cities, but honestly, it was so different from any city that I've been to. Again, I've been to 23 countries now, and Kiev, at first, I thought, you know what, I don't think I would go back. But as the time went on and I went to different countries, I thought, you know what? I feel like there's something missing. I feel like there's so much more to explore there and that I need an opportunity to go back. Even going there and seeing the Independence Square, this is just recently after the revolution that happened where a lot of people died. There's buildings that were damaged, that were still under repair, and it kind of showed, again, with the Soviet architecture, but also the advanced, like the modern day architecture with old buildings. It gave such a different mix compared to what I was used to seeing. And it was such a wake up call that I didn't really grasp until I left and until I saw other countries. There was a lot of history that is recent and also way back in history as well. The second day I was there, me and Ina went to this historic museum, which talked about the wars and the past history of Kiev and Ukraine in general. And it was so interesting to see it from their perspective. Being from North America, we always get the North American perspective but we never get to see the flip side of that, the other side of the story. And for me, I always say, I want to know both sides of the story before I can make my formal opinion on something. 
being in the Ukraine, I noticed that there was not many things written in English. And in fact, there's this one restaurant that I went to every day because it was the only one I could find English menus. Even McDonald's. Like I walked into McDonald's. I try to avoid fast food when I'm traveling, but I just had to go check it out. It was all in Ukrainian and Russian. So I decided, okay, well, I'll look around. And finally, I found a place and I went every day. And I think the same waitress waited on me every single day to the point where they pretty well knew what my order was going to be. But again, the food, the traditional food. Me and Ina went to this traditional restaurant and it was kind of like a three or four course meal. I ended up having borscht for the first time, which is a very traditional soup in Ukraine, Russia, Belarus, uh, Eastern European slash Russia. And also something that's really Eastern European is pierogies. And I had two of them, although they were big, they were so filling. And at this point, I was so full. Uh, I also tried homemade wine. I had homemade red and white wine. And before, I never really knew I was a wine person. And again, I don't drink very often. But after having a few glasses of both red and white wine, I was feeling pretty good to the point where Ina's roommate, she brought out her pet snail. And it's not like this cute little thing that's like the size of your thumb. This thing fit in my palm, like the whole palm. And normally would I have done it? Maybe I would have second-guessed it. But at this point, I'm like, meh, why not? So puts it in my hand, and I'm thinking, I'm sitting in the Ukraine drinking homemade wine with a snail in my hand. This is a story that will live forever. But going back to the city itself, there's so much old propaganda, like the old statues. The one that comes to mind is the Motherland Monument, which is on, pretty much on the top of a hill and the top of Kiev. To me, it shows like strength, right? The power that they fought for their independence. There's also this really beautiful church that I remember. It was St. Andrew's Church. And it was, again, this almost, it almost looked like a mosque. Uh, and a lot of these churches and cathedrals have this sort of style, just the vibrant colors of them. Uh, I even went into one and it was just so inspiring in a way because I'm not a religious person, but it just hasn't been something that's been in my life. And to go into this church and see the people praying and see the people doing the cross as they walk in and walk out, I mean, I did it too, because I wanted to be respectful of their religion. But again, with the recent events that happened, it's just so, and it really was an eye-opening experience. I also had a chance to go to the National Museum of Folk Architecture. So it showed the lifestyle of Ukraine as a country back in the day, like uh, the different styles of houses, because they had a model house of each region, like what their architecture would look like or what the homes would look like. And a funny story from that was I went to pay my, my ticket 
and they saw my shirt. I said, you from America? And I said, no, from Canada, actually. And the guy said, oh, my God, I've never had a Canadian here before. And he was, like, talking. He was super excited. He said, you know what? You should marry my daughter. And I'm like, hold up, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Yes, you should. You would be perfect for her. You're such a gentleman. And blah, blah, blah. He was going on. And I thought, well, I mean, I'm single. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. I was like, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. But um, I'll have to decline. Looking back, I'm like, yeah, well, it wouldn't have been so bad. Kidding. Of course. Kind of. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, the one moment that I've had in traveling that I regret, I don't have any of these moments except this one. There's a day where I got on the bus, on the train, downtown. I'm just going to walk. I'm going to walk wherever and then see where I end up. So I kind of walking around and went to this place and I looked it up later on and it was called Friendship of Nations Arc. And this was, again, on the top of one of the hills, outlooking the different sides. Like there's two sides of Kiev and there's a river that's kind of split in the middle. And it was just such a beautiful, beautiful look off. And they had zip lining there. So you can zip line from the top of this hill to the beach on the bottom. And I was thinking about it and it really wasn't that expensive. But I thought, nah, nah, I, I won't do that. So I was kind of kicking myself about that. I, I should have did it. But the real one was when I was walking downtown and I saw the sign and it said Chernobyl Tours. This is my biggest regret. I wish I would have went on this tour because I did not have anything going on that day. I was just roaming around. I stumbled upon this and I didn't do it. I'm kicking my butt for it. I really wish I would have done this because Chernobyl, although how tragic it is, I've said in the past, these are some of the things that I want to go see because it has it's a big part of the history. And although sometimes history has its bad points, it still reflects on how the country is today and how it has rebounded from this moment. So I, again, next time I go to the Ukraine, I'm going to Chernobyl. A few of my friends, including Ina, she said, I really don't think you should go there. But I feel like it would be once in a lifetime and that it's such a unique place where not unique. It's such a, I can't really think of the words for it, but it's a one and only sort of thing, you know, where people left everything in thinking, you know, we're coming back, but they didn't. And everything is left as is. It's literally a ghost town. So to be able to go there, it would be, I would go there with the utmost respect, right? I'm not going to be one of these tourists that are going to sneak around and, you know, pose for the Instagram pictures. This is a part of history. This is a part of this tragedy that happened, but I feel like it shouldn't be known as a tourist attraction. It should be known for what happened in the lives that were affected by this Again, if you go to Auschwitz, 
you're going there because you're respecting what happened for this country's history, that because of this, their country has changed. And it's just how they rebounded from this situation that really is inspiring. Now, a few last minute things here I want to talk about. If you go to Kiev, I suggest knowing a local because they're going to show you or they're going to tell you the different things that you should see and also give you suggestions, right? You should check this place out. It's really cool. Like Again, with the National Museum of Folk Architecture, I wouldn't have known about that if it wasn't for Ina, which, by the way, huge shout out to her. We had such a great time, and I know she has a busy schedule, so to be able to fit me in there was truly special, and I appreciate that. Again, knowing a local really does help you in any situation, any country. In the Ukraine, things are a lot cheaper, especially if you're from Canada, US, or a country that has the euro. Things are very affordable. And I would highly recommend you going to a traditional restaurant and getting some traditional food because it's so good and they will feed you. You will be full when you're done. And when it comes to transit, be patient because especially with buses, they're not exactly on time. So again, if you're planning out your day, be a little bit lenient when it comes to that. For subways, yeah, they're on time for the most part. Like I did not have any troubles with that. It was just the buses. I think every big city has issues when it comes to transit, especially if you're the capital city. So all in all, my experiences in the Ukraine, in Kiev, were life-changing. This is the first time I went to a country that was not so high touristy, a place that a lot of people talk about. So now when people say, you know, what are your favorite countries? I say the Ukraine is up there because of how it changed my mindset going forward and not being afraid of these countries that may not be at the top of everyone's list of places to see. And even now looking back, I've been to some other countries that are similar, that are not as high tourism, but still have left an impactful memory in my mind. Unfortunately, we're all out of time today. Again, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Uh, Hopefully you enjoy the stories. Personally, I think some of the stories from the Ukraine are ones that stick in my mind vividly. And I want to thank again Ina for her hospitality. This is Thomas signing off. Please stay safe. Remember to wash your hands and have an amazing day.